You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of um, Genesis chapter 30, chapter 25, verse 32. It's a, very, it's a story we are very familiar with. We just want to look at something from the story. Genesis 25, and then we'll read verse 32. The Bible says, are you there? Praise the Lord. And, okay, let's start from verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore his name was called Edom. And Jacob said, sell me this day that bad right. Bad boy Jacob. Always ready to do business. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about money, about what to gain, what to get. <laughs> so, uh, Esau said, and Jacob said, sell me this day that bad right. And Esau said, behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this bad right do to me. Mm. If you have your Bible, you can underline the word this bat right. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. <laughs> Those of you Christians who do business without agreements, learn from Jacob. Even with his own brother, there was no pen or biro then, but he said, But all of them feared God then. It's the opposite now. If we say God is the witness now, you are in trouble already. Because people don't fear God. They think God will not catch them on time. And it is true, it doesn't catch you on time. So, they, so why are you able to swear by God? Oh, God. Start a business and say God will catch late comers. All your staff will come late and they will glory, they will glory in it. Because God won't catch anybody. <laughs> Hallelujah. But tell them that you are late 10 minutes where they move 10,000 from your salary. 20 minutes, 20,000. 30 minutes, 30,000. Nobody comes late again. It shows the respect that we have for God. Once you say God, people don't say, I, I, you are borrowing money from me. Are you sure you will return? Yes, if I don't return, you say, God is watching if you don't return. Ah, your money is gone. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. So, he says, swear to me. This day, what verse is that? Verse 33. And he swore to him, and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage, and he did eat and drink, and he rose up and went his way. But the latter part says, Thus Esau despised his birthright. According to historians, these guys were teenagers when this happened. And according to historian, also, by, well, by the time he was going to know the gravity of his offense, it was about 40, when they were about 40 something years old. That was when Isaac said, Go on for me. And then Esau went out, and the mom tricked the father. You know the rest of the story. What I'm about to bring out here is justified that. From what historians have told us, he sold his bad try when he was about 16, 17, 
And then he felt the gravity of his mistake when he was in his late 40s. So, <laughs> it was not an immediate thing. But, and we are not looking at business anymore, just something to learn. The key thing there, the Bible says, does Esau despise his bad rights? I want to speak to you this morning about something very important. Under, still under God's family, I want to talk about victims and victors. Now, the first thing I want us to know, which is where the anger I want to come from this morning. Remember Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. The Bible says, Do not cast away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. So, the reward of a Christian is embedded in the confidence that you have in the things of God. Do you get that? Then I'll read one more scripture and then we'll go on. Matthew 25. Just remember this place. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. And Esau despised his bad rights. Now, let's read something from Matthew 25. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You are all great in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not saying you will be great. You are already great. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. This word will celebrate the grace of God upon your life. Amen. You, okay, Matthew 25, I think I want to start from verse, you know, uh, verse 25. Matthew 25, verse 25. Okay, let's start from 20. So, he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents, and behold, I have gained beside them five more. Next verse. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. Verse 22. He that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me two talents. And behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. And he said, the Lord said, with faithful servant. Verse 24. Then he that had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee. <laughs> that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou sowest not, and gathering where thou hast not strength. Next verse. I was afraid, and I went and ate thy talent in the earth. Lo, this is thy talent. Next verse. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked servant and slothful, thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strength. Next verse. You ought to have put my money in the, uh, to the exchangers, at the coming I should have received of my own with Israel. Next verse. Take therefore the talent and give it to him that had ten talents. Next verse. For unto every one that art shall be given, or more shall be given, and it shall have abundance. But from him that art not shall be taken away, even that which he has. Praise the Lord. You can understand something from this last verse. To him that does not have, even what he has will be taken away. That means he actually has something. Because if he doesn't have anything, there's nothing to take away from him. Actually, the proper word to say, way to say it is that to him that does not acknowledge what he has, that which he has shall be taken away from him. I want to, you know, the Bible says in James, what is causing war among you? He said you covet to have, but you don't have. So you kill, you try to. 
what, what chapter of James is that? Where comets, wars, and two or three, right? Chapter three, let's read. I want, to, I want us to read. James, don't worry. I, I, where I'm going is not very far, but the turnings are a bit many. Like they say to you, right? My brethren, be not many master, knowing that we shall receive greater than... No, no, no. No, that's... What, what chapter? Chapter 4. Give us chapter 4, verse 1. From whence commit wars and fightings among you? Why do people fight? Why do siblings fight? Why do Christians fight? Why do churches fight? Whence commit war and fightings among you? Come ye not even from your lost that war in your members. So the underlying factor when you see strife is lost. Two sisters fighting. Two brothers fighting. Two churches fighting. Two pastors fighting. Amen. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, verse 2, you lost, you have not, you kill. You desire to have and you cannot obtain, so you fight war. Yet you have not because you ask not. That word kill there is not until you shoot somebody. By the time somebody is more productive than yourself, and you say in Christian community, these things do happen. Now for the benefit of those of that are here and those of that are hearing me. You see, I have never been moved by a statement like there's no love in that church, so I'm living, there's no love in. When you say there's no love in the church and you are living, it means that there's no love in you. You know why? The Bible says love covered multitude of sin. If there was love in you, you would have forgiven them. Since love, did you get that? Love covered sin. And when you talk about people sin against you, it means there's no love. Because if there was love, you would have covered it. So no wonder has love in him complains of each other. They don't love me, so he moves away. All those things, they come from self-centeredness. They are not checking me. They did not call me. I, I will get to that, but maybe not today. The sincere truth is that you can make yourself so valuable that if a service ends without you being there, they will. Okay. So the Bible says, you lost, you have not, you kill. You desire to obtain. This is why people fight. But there is something I want to call your attention to today. Now, let's start this way. The world we live in, a wise man must have the ability to understand the world we live in. You will not get much from life if you play the victim. You will not get much from life if you tell stories to be pitied. These people are found to be strange. Money follows vision. Money does not follow pleadings. There is a guy going to um, launch someone's book, going to launch a project with 15 million naira. As he's driving to the venue of the project, he meets a beggar instinctively or intuitively. He's still going to give the beggar 10 naira, 15 naira. If he's generous, 500 naira. Some people think that they obtain from life when you come from the position of the one that is weak, telling weak stories. No. Number one, God did not create any of his children to be weak. There's nobody listening to me right now that is a Christian that is weak. But you see, you can do like what we read in the story, that parable. So the guy called, and I will end with this one. The guy called, 
the husband man, we don't know his name, Jesus gave that parable. So he called the guys in the house. And he said, hey guys, you, looking at you, he gave one five talents. He gave one two talents. He gave one one talent. Deeper than looking at the quantity handed over to each person. So in other words, oh, this is very powerful. What the master did, sir, he looked at all of them. The Bible says he gave them talents. That means coins. According to their several ability. You would think that he favored the one with five more. He said, but actually the weakest out of them was the one with five. The guy looked at them and he said that, you, the way I'm looking at you, you are so weak that we need to give you five talents to be able to operate. You, you are a bit stronger. With two, you will do well. You, you are the strongest of all. With just one, you will change your world. At times, some people are born in a house where there is no silver, not even wooden spoon. But you don't need one. So, in God's plan, he looks at somebody and he says that for this one to function well in life, not to be disadvantaged, you need to be in a family where there are two cars, three cars, and they can send you to school. He looks at this one, I have put so much strength in you that even if you are born in face me, I face you. In 30 years, you are richer than this. Did you get that? So, let us establish the first point. All of God's children don't have equal talents. We are all born again. Our salvation is equal. But the giftings are not the same. Number two. So they are not equal and then they are not the same. In life, there are people who are more talented than you. And there are people you are more talented than. Accept. Did you get that? If you cannot accept this, you can't live in this world. That is why you start fighting. You have to realize some people will be liked more than yourself. And some people will like you more than others also. Accept that reality. Can I hear amen to that? Is that clear enough? Praise the Lord. You see, when we understand this, you don't fight to establish anything. Remember, Jesus said a man can receive nothing. Except it is given from above. So, this guy, he gave those talents. Oh, and the one that received one, instead of doing something about it, he kept comparing himself. The part of victor and victim I want to speak to everybody today is the fact that don't despise what you have. You have something. Nobody becomes, and there's a story, I will say, nobody becomes great in life focusing on the abilities of others. You can praise, appreciate others. And you're not doing it to say that, I don't care, no, no. <laughs> because the other side of somebody, somebody will do something great. Say, I, I, you, you, you're saying you don't care about it, it's out of envy. I don't care what he's doing. No, I'm saying that you appreciate what God has made every man. But you do know that there is something in you that will still soon be greater. It is true that woe unto that. It's, it's a problem for that man who takes his eyes off what he has. Because many times, 
These things can start gradually. And can I also say, don't let anybody trivialize the dealings of God in your life. There's nobody here that you can pinpoint one occurrence that happened in your life, something that God did. Many times, you magnify the experiences of others that you forget how God is working in your own life. And you know what? One act of God is not superior to another. Can I hear say amen? That was what Saul, all of them were trying to tell David. But David kept repeating the fact that I killed lion and bear. Remember what they told him? They said that the Goliath you are talking about now, he has been a man of war from his youth. In other words, you fought an animal that could not carry weapon. Lions don't shoot bows and arrows. Lions don't shoot anything. Lion, and then lions were not trained for battle. They just eat naturally. So, in other words, this Goliath you are facing, don't talk loud and be at ear. Anybody can throw a spear at lion. I was somewhere yesterday, someone's birthday, and then Cornel Moyo was talking. And he mentioned, oh, you know, this is what defeat can do to a person. It is true that failure in itself is not as bad as the effect of failure. When a person fails once or twice, then you begin to have a mentality that you are a failure. So when you have an opportunity to engage a project, you start getting afraid. And that fear will make you fail again. Did you get that? He was talking about when they were in school, when they were, you know, Colonel Moyo is a corner. If I just came out from Simbasa for it, as a minister, thank God for him. I mean, he was sharing some amazing testimony with us. The last time I came to minister here, if you were not around, you missed. So many healings. And someone's birthday. When he went to see that, the MC said that, ah, Moyo had to cut it short. He said, this is the first time I'm hearing him. Reverend Tadi said, this is the first time I'm hearing him speak. And he did not end it in supernatural. He told us that they were constructing bridge. He said, all of you have read about Nehemiah, holding gun in one hand, and they, they were living there. Because in Sambisa, they were told to construct. And it was because they led a squad to construct a bridge blown by Bukwaram. And he was supposed to be there. And as we were constructing, they would come and attack you, repel them, they would come back like that. He says everybody was working with right, AK-47 on one hand, <laughs> Brixham on the other hand. And right, I mean, he, he said for, for, he was in Sambisa for two months, and then he went back again for six months, and he said he finished the bridge in record time. He finished the bridge with Bokwaram attacking in between. He finished faster than those who built it without any attack. One of the programs the entire Nigerian military is using was written by him, by this one man, by the Holy Spirit. He's a man of the supernatural. So one of the days, bees came out and they stung everybody except him. All the full answers said, there's something about this guy. Everybody, and he was at the front. Everybody was stung by the bees except him while they were walking on the bridge. See, <laughs> hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. The... Um, Oh, Lord Jesus. Whatever your experiences are, whatever you have seen God do, don't trivialize it. The 
same grace that conquered the lion and the bear. So somebody, so, okay, I said that about it because he told us a story. One of the guys, probably, when he was, when he was in NMS secondary school, there was a record that his mom died and raised his mom back to life. That was his, the beginning of his supernatural journey, you know. But he was telling us that there was a guy much more anointed than him. Actually, in NMS and in NDA, there was one called Nemo. He shook the old school. Federal government sent him to Liberia to go and keep peace one day, and he did a crusade in their state of why keeping peace. He's a soldier. Last time he came, there were about 12 soldiers that came with him. People thought that there was war here. Because they were outside, and you will see him just one simple looking person like that. But you see, uh, at times you're a soldier. When you're a soldier, you're a soldier. I was told that one of his friends also like that, that uh, the students were reporting him. He would tell them to be rolling inside gutter for six hours, and he would be reading his Bible for six hours. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, uh, <laughs> so the people were like, <laughs> because he's a soldier. <laughs> Praying in tongues without me won't discipline you. So his student knew for that. Severally, he would tell people to, they would stood down for hours. And will be listening to a message and be praising God. Glory to God. So one day he told all of them to kneel down inside gutter and put a chair beside them and read the whole book from cover to cover. And in between the book, he was praying in tongues. Oh, dear Lord, this is wonderful, amazing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And the guy that knew that said, Is he not seeing me? <laughs> How can God answer this guy? <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. One of the guys in the school that was more anointed than him. From the way he was saying it. There was a door locked with a padlock. And everybody was, I didn't know what to do. This guy came. All of them were military students. Because the pastor that did his birthday also was in NMS. Also, all of them, are, they are still military boys. He held, the guy came in. He held the padlock and he said, in the name of Jesus. And pop, the thing opened. They met him recently. It's no more in the faith. It's no more living for anything. And one of the guys there, who is never reminded him that, ah, ah, and he told them that, ah, are you sure that the padlock was properly locked? See, the devil is so smart, he can rubbish your testimony if you allow him. And lie that it just happened like that, that it was not God. After seven years of weeping, he will show you somebody in America that is an atheist who waited for 13 years or so and gave back. So, where is God? And that has defeated. That is what happens to Christian men when they travel abroad. And their faith travels out of them. They don't know who the devil is. Who, you don't know who the person the devil is. The greater the testimony, the more he will try. Because every time Moses performed the miracle, the magician did the same. What was the idea? Just to, not to make a big deal out of God. Yes. Many of the miracles we claim in the church, medicine can do some of them. The idea is that just rubbish the idea. So what is the big deal? When Talapedi set up, are we free that it was God that delivered that he was, you know, was going to be a gay, was molested when he was young, and that tendency was in him. Albert was trying to say that. So are you trying to say that it's only Jesus that, that, that there are many people? So he said, no, well, I am forgiven. He said, but there are many people who change also willingly because they turn, I went to therapy or whatever. So don't try to say Jesus. That was all the magician. So it's not new. Everything Moses did, they did. They didn't need to do it. Moses turned their water to blood, rendered the water useless. The magician should cure the water, but they did the same just to prove a point that look, what is it? A true that he suffered, he became rod. <laughs> Pharaoh laughed. 
He just called the guys. Moses now thinks he's smart. Too. Can you imagine? He said, show Moses that we've been doing magic before he was born. So they two dropped that. Say, first rod, second rod, say, you want serpents. They dropped ten and serpents. So Pharaoh told Moses that, oh boy, so what is, can you do something, <laughs> something that makes sense? Hallelujah. Are you with me? I'm, I'm going to stop. You see, this is just, um, praise the Lord. Did you get what I've just said? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. But David maintained that no, there is something that what God has done for you. You know, this is just an introduction. There is a reason why I'm saying this. Except you have confidence in God. And except you begin to rejoice in how he's working in your life. You will envy others. You will, you will fight. There will be strife. You will think someone else is more favored than yourself. This is the come. God. Yeah, some Christians have walked the things of the Spirit more than others. But sincerely speaking, there are no favorites in God. He loves all his children equally. Because he will not even support professional treatment, treatment coming from us parents. Neither will our Heavenly Father do the same. But there are those who are persuaded of the love of God. And I'm saying it today. Because this will lead me into talking about how you can do great things on earth. It begins with this thing I'm teaching you right now. Having confidence in the grace of God that is in your life, not in the grace of God upon someone else's life. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Are, are you with me? Amen. So David maintained his standard. No. The lion and the bear, yes, might be smaller. Oh, sometimes God did some things for some people here when you were in school. But you are telling yourself, I said, this is real world. And that was what I was saying yesterday. That the first mistake that the people of this world will try to let you make is that whatever you are talking about, they try to say that, you see, that was then. That was in school. This is now. And okay, lecturer favored you and help you in school. You know, you, you, you were not around for the test and they said they were not going to repeat the test. But let that man change his mind. So he come and do the test again. And uh, now there's a situation at work and you are thinking, I see that was school. This is now. No, no. Hallelujah. So, let's wrap it up with this story that we said. Esau made that big mistake. Because the most powerful things in life are intangible. And the, that's why the world is going, the, going, just going to the, I mean, going virtual now. It has been. The Bible has said it already that the invisible things are more powerful than visible. But the world is catching up right now with the word of God, understanding it now. Somebody can be in this room now and can be talking to six million people. Somebody can do a video in the room. You know, yesterday I was playing Pastor Griezmann and he just said that TV ministry belongs to yesterday's generation. It is true. Because the world is moving very fast. When the Dawson came on TV, he was the only preacher on TV at the beginning. Later, Father, they were the only preachers on TV. And many of you just had NT and OGCV in your house then. So, now you have how many stations? If you go on TV, the probability of anybody watching you. Number one, even when people are at home before their TV, they are looking at their phone. Yes, sir. Have you noticed? Yes, sir. Now there is Netflix. Everything is going away. That will even make you select channels. And an average person will not select Christian channel. 
So if there's a pastor raising money now that wants to go on TV because somebody is on TV, it's late. I you get what I'm saying? But there was a time. It helped. Everybody. When Pastor Michael started a moment of truth on TV, everybody used to watch him. But now you don't even know. As he's preaching on channels, there is uh, football going on there. There's so popular. There's this one going on there. And there are activities on your Facebook. Everything is bombarding us. See, what I'm saying, I believe I'm not, I won't get there today. I want to help somebody. See, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will set up a business and you will rule this world. Amen. Because there must be spirit of revelation. We must understand. Many of you right now, so you are still trying to, what you are planning to do, you are planning to do it like what people are already doing. The world is moving. Moving very fast. In the days of Sonia Dia and Ebenezer Obey, a singer could last for 30 years. You remember? It's not so now. As you are popular, somebody else is coming out. Because every, there, are, every, there are many avenues now to release things. If somebody sings a good song in his room and he records it very well, it can go viral. And that's the next thing. Then somebody will call. Say, okay. Cobham's called on money for his song. He, he played the song on the show and he said, money we need to see. He will do something to go. So that means an adjustment of our mentality is necessary. But see, everything is based upon, look at the beginning. The starting point is to have confidence in what God is doing in your life. If you don't, you can't make anything happen. I tell you the truth. Almost everybody, and one way or the other, you are guilty of what I'm saying now. We despise what God is doing here. We celebrate what God is doing in someone else's life. We magnify it. David kept saying, you know, if you read the book of Psalms, David read the laws of Moses. In the book of Psalms, he talked about the laws. But when he got to facing the battle, he refused. David refused talking about someone else's experience. His convictions were based on you, Father, I once killed lion and lamb. And it's okay, let's see. And then he won. Do you always remember what God has done in your life? Because it will help you place value on what God is doing. So, Jacob was given ability to cook, but Esau was given the blessing. Now, the blessing was bigger, and he did not know. He kept looking at the brother's porridge. Like, people look. Some people look at someone else's wife, hoping that your wife will be like that. Every woman is fine from afar. Yeah. Every man is kind from afar. So you look at your wife. You look at uh, Desola or Shokbe uh, or Buki or all the Maribor or Tola Degboe. As they are singing, you are angry. You feel like servicing the head of your wife. Oh, le corny. <laughs> no, no. You're looking at her. You can't sing. You can't. You say, what, what, what are you? <laughs> and then all you watch, baby, she comes up and then she reads announcement. Then she talks about Shadi or, 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 or the pastor. Oh, what pastor money? She comes up and she's like, I'm looking at your wife. <laughs> oh, <it's> spiritual. <laughs> you can't sing. You, can't, you are looking at that. Okay, these ones, they don't sing much, but they are training. You, you. You will not appreciate your wife. You will not receive anything from her until you start putting value on her. 
There's no woman you are married to that is not loaded with good things. Have you recognized it? But you keep looking around, looking for every reason to complain about her. That's what you get. And women, you do the same thing to your husband. You want husband that will come, handsome, preacher, or is a businessman. Every man you see in church that greets you well. I won't call you. You know, that, that's what, <laughs> if you don't understand Yoruba, sorry about that, you see, a story they told away when school, so, you know, that, that's what you are saying, but you are not looking at it, you, you don't, so you look at the one that is, as you are driving back home, you are angry, inside the car, don't look at him, because your husband is not, he does not appear to stand out in the public like he's a preacher or a speaker, a politician, a popular celebrity, a figure. See, forget about those things. Begin to value and honor the one you are married to. It will shock you that the ones who call celebrities today will come to your door tomorrow and ask for counsel. Or we applaud how you are doing it and celebrate you. Everybody possesses one thing or the other that you are not looking at. That is the introduction this morning. So that, that's the beginning. You know, sir, that Jacob that did not have the blessing, he understood it better than Esau that had it. How did he come up with that idea? Your brother is asking you for food. You're asking, Jacob all his life must have been thinking that, ah, Egboi is an idiot. <laughs> blessing. You have the blessing. You don't know. So because for him to speak it that fast, it must have been his mind for a long time. The thing was, it was on his mind. It was there. He kept thinking about it. If only I had the blessing, I would. Maybe he saw it. So when he saw went to marry a strange girl, ah, he said, "Covenant man, no she buy." He said, "This guy carries the, ah, it's the blessing." Doesn't he know? So when he saw said that porridge, ah, okay. He said, "Swear, swear, let's sign the deal." Oh dear Lord Jesus, you know, looking at you, I see great talents. I see great people. Thank God for all those who have done things. We have not seen the best of bank, banks or banking system. We have not seen the best of uh, 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 businesses. We have not seen the best of shows on TV. We have not seen the best of marriages. You are imagine. And it's your turn in Jesus' name. Let's rise. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m., while our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.